One of the most important parts of STEM education is teaching kids to be great problem solvers, and fairy tales are a great source of problems to solve. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, I'm so excited on today's episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. We get to chat with three authors of a brand new book released in spring of 2021 that's a mashup of classic fairy tales and STEM and science education. I'm talking about the authors of Tinkering with Tales, Lisa Odin, Julie Quast, and Angela Stanford. Welcome to the show today, everyone. Thank you for having Thanks, us. Chris. And first off, I just want to give each, each of you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how uh, you were in education and, and, and what you're doing right now, starting with you, Angela. This is my 30th year in education, 23 of those years in the public school setting from K-6. Wow. So math and science have always been my jam and um, right. these last seven years uh, in the higher ed institute. So working with uh, pre-service teachers now. That's awesome. So Angela, you've been in that classroom, science and, and math, and, and now you're helping more teachers and, and, and how awesome that you're now even a little bit giving back. Uh, how about you, Julie? Hello there. I'm Julie Quast and I've taught kindergarten to college and have served as a literacy coach and just different places in the public school. Wow. Kindergarten all the way to college. I'm sure they, they, there's there's a lot of similarities and a lot of differences, right? There are a lot of similarities to kindergarten to college. So <laughs> that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. How about how about you, uh, Lisa? How you doing? Great. Just a side note, I wanted to say something good about this podcast. Thank <laughs> you for providing it. It's like a nationwide PLC and it's been wonderful over this COVID season to have basically a national professional learning community where anything I'm interested in regarding STEM, I can look it up and you always give contact information. So that way I can give feedback and things like that. So keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. I I appreciate that a lot, Lisa. Thank you. I will give my intro. (laughs) Um, I'm Lisa Oden. This is my, this will be my 34th year in education. Still loving what I'm doing each and every day. I spent time in the public school and back in 95, I was really introduced to STEM Mm -hmm. because there was a program, a state program called K4 Crusades, Mm -hmm. and it paired a classroom teacher with college professors. And within that, it was really um, big on those integrating the intercurricular of Mm -hmm. reading, science and math with lots of engineering, lots of all of those principles. And as a result of that, I changed up my teaching and really STEAM became my mantra because music is a passion. So Mm -hmm. I love all things STEAM. And then when I came to higher ed in 01 and training future teachers, that mindset has followed me within those principles and of training the next generation of teachers. That's that's awesome, Lisa. And, and just like a lot of educators are listening, you know, I mean, we just we just love that classroom, right? We do anything we can for the kids. And I, and I love how you brought up that idea of that, that cross-curricular aspect. And, and that's really what the idea behind Tinkering with Tales is all about. And educators can find out more about it at tinkeringwithtales.com. Of course, it'll be in the show notes as well. As Lisa said, there's always great contact information there. So you can find out more about these great authors and their book. But it's really, again, uh, and if, if one of you wants to just share about it, that, that mashup of, of classic fairy tales that are easily accessible and, and some real simple STEM ideas, right? 
basically it, for, we were discussing before the show today and when we were creating the book, it came out of necessity. Yeah. So often teachers in the classroom would see really good content on different teachers pay teachers or whatever website. And then they mm-hmm. would say, well, I don't have this specific piece of literature for it, or I don't have these materials. Mm-hmm. And what Tinkering with Tales does is that it provides non-copywritten fairy tale with easily accessible science materials. And it has everything in it. It has the standards. It has all of the 5E lesson plan. It it gives suggested questions. Mm -hmm. It has cross-curricular tie-ins with the standards, all of those things. And so it's one-stop shopping within a book Mm -hmm. that can easily be adapted to anywhere from two to 12 or 13-year-olds because it really, the range of activities covers a wide range of ages. That's awesome. And, and I'm thinking, I mean, we talk about that literacy aspect and, and how important that is for us to start connecting that with STEM education. So so this is based around 12 chapters, 12 classic fairy tales that, that people can find anywhere. And then, you know, so how, how would a teacher use this book? Maybe run us through a lesson. How about that? Run us through a chapter. Yes, we liked the Chicken Little. They're planning and creating a headgear for Chicken Little to protect him from the sky falling. And um, just so using just everyday household items that Mm -hmm. you would have probably collected or your art teacher would have collected in their classroom, just Mm -hmm. things that you could get from your pantry at home and be ready to teach a quality lesson with that background knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Stanford's knowledge of science is just amazing. And so she, we really worked to put that information in teacher-friendly words before Mm -hmm. each lesson. And Mm -hmm. so I know when I was teaching kindergarten, I often didn't know. I mean, I wasn't, I had taken a science course that wasn't specifically just a science person. Mm -hmm. And so when I would get to go to Dr. Stanford's lab, I would learn so much, but this gives you her knowledge just in a quick, easy to read, just page, page and a half, get this information and be prepared to really extend your students thinking no matter what age they are. So just through simple sometimes not even really difficult activities, but just with those discussion prompts and questions and guiding the students through that 5E model. So I think sometimes we think pre-service teachers just want to teach Mm -hmm. direct instruction all the time. And so Mm -hmm. presenting a different model of instruction for students to go through and for teachers to lead them and facilitate that learning is is really exciting. Mm -hmm. I think Tinkering with Tales will help teachers plan future lessons based on the structure of the lessons that are included. And like she said, that these Stanford did a great job of putting it in very understandable language because Uh, I find that many of the elementary education teachers do feel inadequate in the field of science. And so just having that in very user-friendly language, that is a great jumping off point Mm -hmm. for these teachers to really expand the children's scientific knowledge so that that can just be built on and built on and they'll be college and career ready as a result of using these types of activities in early elementary. Now, I think with all of us being the teachers in the classroom ourselves, we know the teacher's day. We know how jam-packed full it is with activities and planning and everything that's going on. And so being able to plan and prepare a quality lesson takes time. It takes time after hours. So we wanted these lessons to be easy to pick up. And as soon as they open a chapter, they can dive in and it's ready to go. And it doesn't take extensive preparation with the work that we've already put into this, into the chapters for the teachers. 
So it it was our heart was in it for that classroom teacher that is doing that is the expert in every content area and trying to (laughs) deliver it powerfully every day. Yeah. And sometimes we as teachers, you know, have to be that that expert in everything. And, and a lot of and a lot of teachers don't feel necessarily mm-hmm. like they're maybe that expert in those sciencey, mathy, STEM kind of ideas. And so a book like like Tinkering with Tales, where where it's got 12 chapters, you know, three little pigs, three Billy Goats Gruff. I, I it's always interesting how there's a lot of threes, right? I'm sure there's some <laughs> some good math, you know, because there's the three bears, uh, but Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, uh, Pied Piper, you know, and so each one of those chapters has, you know, some sort of story, some sort of book that's out there, you know, non-copyright or very easy to find no matter where you are in education. I'm sure, you know, most libraries and, and we still have those libraries in our schools, get those copies of the book or, a, or a, you know, a digital copy and then, you know, use those inexpensive common household items. But But you've also got background info and vocabulary for the teachers, right? Built into there. Right. And science is everywhere. So Mm -hmm. I know being a teacher, being a consultant, even in STEM, when I was in the public setting, I would challenge my teachers, you you pick the literature, I can find the science in it. And we want our students to make that connection because so many times in the elementary setting, uh, the content is segmented. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. uh, it's time to start. It's time to start science class or time to start math class. Wouldn't it be nice if they started with the story in the morning and that all the curriculum could build upon it during the day? Yeah. And and that's where we want it. It makes more sense to the students when there is a problem in the story and then that's a science phenomenon and you can segue into it. Well, uh, as Julie mentioned before about, well, if, if something was falling on his head, wouldn't it have been nice if he had some head protection, you know, so some type of gear that would have prevented from having that headache when the sky was going to be falling. So <laughs> I mean, if there's always a problem anywhere, everywhere. There's some phenomenon mm-hmm. to be discovered. And yep. so making that real for the student actually brings back that wonderment. And mm-hmm. that was something when I was in, in the field, I would notice with kindergarten students, they still had the wonder and the questioning. They liked to ask questions. Yeah. But somewhere along the way, usually by third grade, or so, I noticed that students stopped asking questions mm-hmm. in the classroom. They just wanted to know what's the right answer. Yeah. And they I, also lost that sense of, they felt it was a risk to ask questions. Yeah. They didn't want to be vulnerable themselves. So it brings the wonderment back that you can ask the questions and then, oh, I don't know the answer. Let's explore. Let's find out. Yeah. And I, and I find, you know, that, that wonder, that curiosity, especially as a high school teacher, I mean, it's, it's almost gone by it, then, you know, I mean, especially when everything that our kids, you know, visualize and experience is, is like a screen. So like, there is no, you know, imagination going on, you know, like when you read a book, you have to have that certain level of imagination, that picture in your mind, right, Lisa, and and just thinking through, I mean, that's, how, how can we keep, you know, add some of that back to our classrooms? And, and these are some great ways to do it. And that built upon um, a few years ago, I was selected to attend the Exxon Mobile Teachers Academy. And mm-hmm. one of the highlights probably to that is we were not in years past preparing our students for the future. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the STEM initiative, the Educate to Innovate uh, Act that was put in place, the whole purpose of that is we were not setting our students up for success in the future. Uh, years ago, when we had the, the pipeline rupture in the Gulf, mm-hmm. all the scientists in the world tried to come together to try to plug that up. And it was days and days and millions and billions of gallons of oil. And then right. it was a problem. It was a problem they haven't been faced with before. And right. how many students will we have that will have careers and positions and jobs that there will be an issue or a problem to come up 
and they weren't prepared for it. They need to be problem solvers. And so I think that's the part of the engineering practices that are heavily involved in this Mm -hmm. is that you can find a solution. It may not be the best solution, but you know, you can always amend from that. So there's a lot of that within the book. And we want the students to feel that it's okay to take a risk. It's okay to work through those problems. And if you face a challenge, there's going to be another solution down the line. Mm -hmm. So that's an important concept that I think we hit on in this text. And again, educators, this is Tinkering with Tales, and you can find how to get a copy of it at tinkeringwithtales.com. All the great resources and extra information as well on the website too. So like an educator is buying this, right? And so they get it and it's it's really designed for for them to to help structure some lessons and things, but it could also be used by parents. It could also be used by homeschoolers and such, right? Because of the ease, the way that this is so user-friendly, it's not, it doesn't have educational ease in it. It basically just has where you could just pick it up. Anyone could read it and use it and put it into play um, this summer when your kids are at home. This would be a great book to have around so that you could just pick up and Thursday could be STEM day or yeah. STEM afternoon. And I'm all for also, that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the same way with homeschooling, they're always looking for Um, innovative ways so that, you know, they don't have access to STEM kits and other things. Well, you've got it in your kitchen cupboard, everything that you'll need. And so that's another good point of this. And something else, piggybacking off of what Dr. Stanford said about helping our students to be college and career ready, that problem solving, because we hear Mm -hmm. employers again and again say, we want students that can critically think, that can problem solve, that can communicate. And Quite often in these chapters, we've encouraged students to work in groups, if at all possible, so that they can work together because that the people skills, those soft skills are so critical now in today's landscape. Yeah, especially after we spent a year and a half all sitting behind a screen and we haven't, you know, spent a lot of time with each other. So getting those kids again, uh, problem solving, getting them working together, coming up with solutions, brainstorming ideas, because it's not just that one idea of building the helmet for Chicken Little, it's what other solutions could we come up with to this problem? And and that's a large component um, of I guess some of my philosophy that's involved in this, it's embedded over the years, but I wanted activities that are actively, intellectually, and collaboratively engaging. You Mm -hmm. have to have all three of those. They need to be, students need to be active in the learning process. You want it to be intellectually rigorous and the collaborative component, which we've mentioned, which is important for the soft skills for their future in the workplace. Students need to be able to listen to one another and actually learn from one another. And that actually enhances their learning further. So when it can be done together in a group or siblings together at home, it just makes the learning richer in that sense. Yeah, I love that, that active, that intellectual and collaborative. That's 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 what every educator wants uh, for the education in their classroom. And after a teacher gets a copy of Tinkering with Tales and reads it and, and tries to incorporate some of this into their classroom lessons, they're gonna start seeing other books and say, I could do this with this book. I could do this with this story, right? That's our goal. We want them to see the science is everywhere. And again, if they they get into the routine with the chapters, the way we've set them up, they too will say, well, I can do that. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. we were all just three teachers ourselves that got together and put the lessons together. And But the format, the template, it could be habitual with the way they look at a book. And all of a sudden, I feel like they will start reading literature and a science phenomenon was, is going to start popping out to them. It's like, well, let's explore that. What could we do? Yeah. How can we find this out? 
So then every Thursday, whenever they're reading a piece of literature with their child, then maybe even the, the child will start to ask the questions. Well, I wonder in real life, why did that puddle evaporate? Uh, well, let's go outside and check it out, you know, yeah. so. Yep. Getting the kids to, to notice the problems and, mm-hmm. and come up with the solutions. And that's that's awesome. And and again, it's all about, I mean, so many teachers just need that little bit of confidence. And like you've all talked about, uh, Lisa, Angela, and Julie, we, we need a little bit extra confidence that we can try something, we can do something new with our kids and, and they're going to love it and they're going to they're gonna gain from it. And especially when we connect it back to that curriculum. And again, so many teachers, we, we have this focus on reading, we have this focus on math, and sometimes science just kind of gets kicked to the end of the day and we're tired and, we, and it almost becomes more like just a craft time. Oh, no, that's a peeve of mine, Chris. <laughs> don't, don't even say don't, such. <laughs> that'll be a whole other episode. We're not yeah. talking about that right now. All right. Um, and, and, the, the development of the lessons can be an energy vampire, so to yeah. speak. So we yeah. don't want it to be overwhelming. And I think that's that's the beauty of this. If, if they want to try a chapter, take one and see what they can do with it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's always science on a shoestring budget in my book. That's, so it's not expensive. If you purchase yeah. the book, uh, like Lisa mentioned earlier, uh, you can find the materials that you need to do these activities around uh, around the home and even in some senses uh, modify. I yeah. think Julie was good at uh, always suggesting, well, we suggested maybe using dried beans, but I bet we can find a macaroni, uh, you know, something around the house to do with this. So oh, yeah. It's easily adaptable, yeah. uh, affordable, and uh, ready to use. Teachers are great improvisers. So exactly. um, the book the book is Tinkering with Tales. You can find out more about it at tinkeringwithtales.com. It's available everywhere. You can find out more about how to get it on, on the website as well. I really appreciate uh, Lisa Odin, Angela Stanford, and Julie Quas joining us today. I mean, just such a, a tremendous idea to uh, to help all of us educators to, to connect literacy and STEM and, and just such an important thing and, and to help kids uh, be problem solvers, be curious, be uh, good question askers and thinkers and, and, and have that wonder again. So I uh, really appreciate everything that you're doing and I uh, really appreciate uh, uh, all of the work that you did creating this book for, for all of us as educators. Well, thank you for having us today. We really appreciate it. And uh, keep up the great work. And uh, I'm sure everybody will be checking out tickeringwithtails.com. In the meantime, thanks again, everybody, for listening to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Remember, so many great episodes that you can listen to, as Lisa mentioned, uh, just to help you connect with great educators. You can find out more about all the archived episodes by heading to dailystem.com, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app, leave a review so more educators can find out about these great ideas. Uh, If you want to connect with me, also head to dailystem.com. And until then, educators, just keep on doing uh, the great job that you're doing. We're doing the most important work.